Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Wednesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me over on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. That's where you find all of our shows posted, articles, news and notes, any updates to the site, really any bit of baseball content at all you guys can find over there at EthosFantasyBB. If you're not somebody who uses social media, Please do go to sportsethos.com. You guys find all that great content right from the source. Now, if you guys did miss it, I really hope you'll check out yesterday's episode. We had Dalton Feely on from John Boy Media. He is their head researcher. And we started off our team previews. We were going through the Arizona Diamondbacks, talking about pretty much every single player on the roster, certainly all of the fantasy-relevant ones. And we are going to be continuing our team preview series. Next up should be the Atlanta Braves with our good friend Chris Clegg, host of the Toolshed Pod. He does a ton of different things over on Twitter, and he's affiliated with a few different sites. You guys probably have seen Chris's work. He did our Braves preview last year, and we're setting up a time probably sometime early next week to talk about the Braves this year. And we're going to keep going with our team previews. Going to try and do it as alphabetically as possible. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, just logistically speaking with planning guests and everything. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it exactly alphabetically. But we are going to try and go from the top down roughly. So we're going to be continuing with Atlanta, and then we'll keep it going from there. Tomorrow, we also have a really fun show planned. Chris Welsh, a.k.a. The Welsh, Is It The Welsh, and Frank Stanfield are both going to be joining us for a live show that you guys can see streamed over on Twitter, probably over on YouTube as well. And we're going to be doing some ADP battles. We're going to be doing one at each position. We'll do a couple in the outfield. We'll do a couple starting pitchers as well. But we are going to be doing our first ADP battle of the year. We're probably going to get through a couple of them as the offseason keeps going on. So make sure you guys are subscribing to the show if you haven't done so already. Really appreciate you guys hitting that plus whatever button it is on Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever it is you listen. Subscribing to the pod helps you get the show right in your feed every day. And it also helps us, of course, have more people downloading the show, which obviously helps us out here at Sports Ethos. Helps me out as well. Helps the algorithm. Helps the show grow. Everybody wins at the end of the day. And if you'd be so kind, leaving a rating and a review, or one or the other, whatever it is you'd be willing to do to help us out here, 
uh, would really go a long way as well. We are keeping, uh, we're getting some more reviews here as the new year comes in. I've been seeing them pop up, and I'm really grateful for all you guys who have done so already. Every little bit helps, guys, so I appreciate all of that. But today, we are going to be talking about some of my early predictions for next year, specifically when it comes to the award races. We're not going to be talking so much fantasy today. This is going to be more real-life analysis, and we're going to be talking about my predictions for the MVPs, the Cy Youngs, and the Rookie of the Year races. Let's get started with my pick for the American League Cy Young. Let's not waste any time. Corey Seager. I think Corey Seager is probably going to add to his hardware next year and take home an American League MVP trophy. Now, it's always very tricky at this point to predict, and we we really have no idea what's going to happen. But just based on what we saw from Corey Seager last year, he was just so ridiculously good in the regular season. He carried that over winning World Series MVP. He is one of, actually, I think he might be the only player to win World Series MVP in both leagues or one of two players. There's some crazy stat like that. I think he might be the only player to do it. And he showed us why. Like, he was just so dominant, even in only two or three quarters of a season. He had 33 homers. He drove in 96. He scored 88 runs himself, and he batted 327. I think you give him a full year in that lineup with what he's been currently doing. Again, 2022, a lot of people will point to and say, well, that batting average, there's a lot of you know fluctuation there. That was the first year of a big contract. We see that happen a lot where a guy doesn't perform the way we necessarily expect them to in the first year of a big deal. And he showed us in 2023 why we didn't really have to worry about him at all. Of course, he's a 292 career hitter. He's always a guy who's going to be in that 300 kind of range. And I think you give him a whole season, he's going to give you a 40-ish home run total, well over 100 ribbies and runs for a team that is you know, probably going to be right at the top of the uh, American League West standings again. And I think Corey Seager is as good a bet as anybody right now to take home the American League MVP award. So he's the guy that I am currently going to be placing my chips on. I think that it's going to be a good year and a great year for Corey Seager. In the National League, I'm going Freddie Freeman. I think that Freddie Freeman is going to be somebody that really benefits, of course, from having Shohei Otani in his lineup. And he showed us last year that he could be an MVP finalist even without that. Now, it's kind of a toss-up, right? Like, you could really pick anybody in this Dodgers lineup, but I think based on the incredibly high batting average that you'll get from Freeman to go along with everything else, I think that's going to be something that voters will look at. The fact that he's probably going to have well over 100 RBI again. He scored 131 runs last year. That seems like a crazy kind of outlier number, but the last two years were 117 and 120, so maybe it's not that crazy to think that Freddie Freeman can go for... 125 to 130 runs again with 30 homers, batting 330, 340. I mean, I think that Freddie Freeman has as good of a shot as anybody to win MVP out of those three guys. Now, I don't think Otani's going to be able to do it just strictly based off of the fact that people have voted for him for the last couple of years and they might be kind of tired of it. You see it all the time. Mike Trout probably should have had a couple more MVPs. There's several players. Albert Pujols probably should have had a couple more. Once you rack up a couple, two or three MVPs, people kind of stop voting for you, and especially the fact that he's not going to be pitching this year. I don't think people are going to be voting for Otani unless he goes for like a 65 home run season. He'd have to be absolutely ridiculous offensively to compensate for not pitching, which has been a huge reason why he has won it the two times he has won it. Mookie Betts, you could also make an argument for. I think that he's probably going to be you know, right in that conversation as well. I think that you're probably going to see the much higher batting average from Freddie Freeman, and I think that Freddie Freeman might just be, eh, I don't know, a little bit more well-liked among people in baseball. I think that he'd probably have a better chance given you know, if they're both going to have like a very similar season. 
I might be wrong there. I just think that Freddie Freeman is somebody that everybody really likes in Mookie. I think Mookie is generally very well-liked as well, but not to the same extent as Freddie Freeman. And I think the stats are going to be very similar. And that kind of thing is stupid as it might sound. And it probably is stupid in all honesty. But I think Freddie Freeman would be my lean at this point on the best team in baseball to be the guy that comes away with you know the majority of the MVP votes there. Now, a lot of people will say Acuna. Back-to-back is really, really hard to do from a fantasy point of view to finish as the number one season year after year is almost impossible from a real life standpoint. It's almost harder, you know, back-to-back MVPs. I, it's, it's something that you, you really just do not ever see. And it is possible that he is able to do it, but I think you got to bank on a little bit of regression. I still think Acuna is going to be right in that top five kind of range, <clears throat> but I just don't see him being at the top of the list. Again, I think that, that cycle is going to shift to Freddie Freeman. I think that he'll win a second MVP award before it's said and done. And I think the fact that his MVP award came in the short year, there might be some people as well who will want to give him one over the course of a full season. Again, we're way too early to know. This is probably way too early to be doing any of this, but you could argue that even talking about baseball, fantasy baseball for the last three months like we've done is also kind of futile. So I will leave the argument there. Again, it's way too early, but I those are the guys that I am going with as of right now. Corey Seager, and Freddie Freeman are my MVP picks as of January the 3rd. And that'll probably change before January even finishes, but that's where we stand right now. As for the Cy Young, I think it's going to be the guys that I'm going to have ranked as my number one and number two starting pitchers. There's no real reason to, to go too far off of what I have thought in terms of the fantasy side, because I think that there's a lot of relation there between the top fantasy pitchers, the top real-life pitchers. It's not a hot take to say that. It's whether it's pitchers, position players. If you're a top five player in fantasy, odds are you're not too far off from a top five player in real life. And that's what we've seen from Kevin Gosman and from Spencer Strider. These guys are top five pitchers in fantasy, worst case. And I think that you're going to see seasons specifically from Strider. I think Strider's going to run away with it. And I think Strider has been really hard, you know, really hard done by over the last couple of seasons. You know, he, he probably should have won rookie of the year. I think that he was – I don't want to say he was robbed because it was a it was a close enough race with Michael Harris to the point where I'm not going to fault the voters for going to Michael Harris. But Spencer Strider probably should have won Rookie of the Year. Last year, he probably should have been a Cy Young finalist over Zach Allen. You can make a strong case that he was the best pitcher in baseball last year. So I think that there is going to be part of it mentally for him that says, you know – I'm I'm done with the narratives. People have kind of been putting me behind other players for the last couple of years and not giving me my proper due to go along with the fact that, of course, Spencer Strider's projections are just absolutely glorious. He is projected to be the triple crown winner in the National League, lead the league in wins, ERA, and strikeouts. And I think that there's a good chance that he does that. He's coming off of a 20-win season. He's pitching for arguably the best team in baseball. And he was kind of unlucky last season. So even though he had a 3-8 ERA, I think that's going to be one of the highest ERAs we see from Strider, and I think we'll really see him calm down. And I think this will be the first of probably many Cy Youngs for him this coming season. Now, Kevin Gosman, I've gone on about Kevin Gosman quite a bit. I was on bench with Bubba yesterday, and we did a Blue Jays preview. If you guys didn't hear that one, go ahead and check it out. Bench with Bubba is one of the best podcasts out there. I was very fortunate to be on it. Talking about my team and going into the stats on Kevin Gosman, I mean, he has been kind of unlucky the last couple of seasons in terms of the really high babs that he's given up in Toronto, and he is still 
had a 335 and a 316 ERA in those two seasons. He has been incredible, despite the fact that he's been kind of unlucky. The strikeout rate is among the best in the league. Strikeout minus walk rate is second only to Strider. I think that he is an unstoppable force, really. And with just a little bit of regular luck, even it doesn't have to be crazy, but if his career BABIP, he gets that, which is just you know coming down another 5, 10 points or so, the left on base is pretty much probably going to stay right about where it is. But even if it's just the Babbitt that's regressing, coming back to like a regular number, it's been very high the last couple seasons, but it did come down from 363 down to 321. If he's like a 300 Babbitt guy, like I think the sky is the absolute limit for Gosman. He's going to be a guy who's close to 30% strikeout rate with, I think, a close to three, if not a sub three ERA. Uh, and on a very good team as well in Toronto. I know that they're not as good as we might have hoped, as I might have hoped as a Jay fan. They're still going to be a very good team, and I think Gosman is going to be the guy that does pull away with the Cy Young. He came third in voting this year. I think next year is his season. I think the voters are going to see. I think they want to see a strong body of work. Uh, I don't, And maybe I'm kind of crazy in that front. Maybe that's just like what I'm projecting onto what I think the voters look at. But when you see somebody who has this kind of strong body of work now over the last four seasons, assuming he's able to do it again this year, which I think he will, that'll make it five. I think there will be a lot of voters who say, yeah, Gosman is going to get his due. He probably potentially should have had it in 2021. He's been Cy Young worthy every year going back to the pandemic. And I think this is going to be his year now in the American League. So I think it's going to be Gosman in the AL and Strider in the NL. Now let's talk about Rookie of the Year. I think it's going to be Junior Caminero in the American League. I, I really do at this point. I think he is going to get every day at bats in Tampa's lineup or fairly regular at bats anyway. It's, it's so hard with the Rays in any facet of projecting, uh, whether it's you know in season, whether it's before the season, at any stage to project anything out of the bullpen usage, how long the starter is going to stay in the game, literally anything. It's really, really difficult to kind of figure out what they're going to do. But I think there's a very good chance that Junior Caminero is somebody that we are seeing up from a pretty early standpoint. Like, I don't, I don't know that he's going to be an opening day guy, but I think based on the fact that he is somebody that can kind of play a couple different positions on the left side of the infield, the fact that, you know, Wander Franco is currently in jail right now and they're going to need somebody to play short, I think that there's a very good chance we see him up pretty early and he's able to accumulate those stats that we've seen him in the minor leagues hit for a very good average a lot of power in the batty at 20 home runs in only 81 games in double a last season it might be expecting a bit much but i think he is a guy that if he plays even 110 games or so you can see close to 20 homers you're probably going to see five or ten stolen bases with like a 260 270 average and i think honestly that'll be pretty close to getting it done this year i don't know that there's going to be a guy you know, like a Corbin Carroll, Gunnar Henderson type who has a top 50 type of fantasy season as a rookie of the year this year. I think it's going to be more one of those later season call-ups, and I could be off there. And maybe Camonero is somebody who's not a later season call-up, like maybe he's just a couple months into the year. Maybe he starts the year with the team. Uh, but I, I think that it's not going to be a monstrous top five fantasy season like Corbin Carroll's that wins rookie of the year in the National League or Gunnar Henderson's, which was a top 60 or so season. I think it'll be to a smaller scale to the extent that we see these massive, massive fantasy seasons from the Rookie of the Year winners. And I think Camonero in the American League, I think close to 20 homers with maybe seven steals and a 270 is probably going to be able to get it done for him or at least be very, very close to, to the Rookie of the Year. But he is my pick as of right now in the American League. In the National League, 
I've gone with Noel V. Marte. And I think Noel V. Marte, again, it's it's a team where it's a little bit tricky to know exactly what the playing time is going to look like because this is a team where eh, maybe a little bit crowded currently as of right now. They have Christian Encarnacion Strand and Jake Fraley both projected to be on the bench, according to Fangraphs, roster resource. And those are both guys that probably should be starting. I thought it was really weird that they brought in Chimer Candelario and he's projected to start over Encarnacion Strand. I don't really know what the team's going to look like. And I'm not overly concerned because I think Marte is strong enough that he will get pretty regular playing time. But it does concern me to some extent. But in any event... I think it'll be pretty regular playing time. Steamer seems to as well. They're projecting 122 games, and I think that that's probably about a baseline. 14 homers, 12 steals, and a 270 batting average. Again, I don't think it's going to be these monstrous years that necessarily give you the rookie of the year this season. I think you're going to see a more modest rookie of the year numbers, uh, more modest numbers from both of the winners in both leagues. And I think Marte, like you might see even like a 2020 year from him or, you know, 20 and 18. 22 and 19, 18 and 24, something like that. But I think that that's probably going to be enough to get it done. It might not be, you know, Corbin Carroll was a top five fantasy player. I, I don't see Marte having that same kind of upside in year one. I could see him getting there eventually being like a top 10, top 15 fantasy player. But in year one, I, I think that these are going to be the type of seasons that we are seeing as the best rookies. Now, there's also a chance that maybe Paul Skeens is able to get it. The reason I didn't go Paul Skeens is just because of that Strider season a couple of years ago. We saw how absolutely incredible Strider was as a rookie, and he still didn't win it. You see how absolutely dominant you need to be as a rookie to be winning Rookie of the Year. And unless you are like literally winning the Cy Young at this point, it seems you're not going to be winning it. And just basing it off of Strider's, you know, how Strider did. It was a very good season for Michael Harris. It probably should have been Strider, but that's kind of the reason why I went away from Skeens here. But that is my selection. Those are my selections there. Caminero and Noelvi Marte as the Rookie of the Years. Once again, it's Seager and it's Freddie Freeman as the MVPs. Kevin Gosman and Spencer Strider as the Cy Youngs. And Junior Caminero and Noelvi Marte as the Rookie of the Years. Let me know what you think over on Twitter. Shoot me a message at JoeOrico99. Also, Ethos Fantasy BB. Make sure you guys are checking us out. And, of course, SportsEthos.com. Now, tomorrow, it's going to be about 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you are checking it out. We're going to be going live, Frank Stample and Chris the Welsh. We are going to be talking about ADP battles. We're going to be going through each position and talking about guys who are very close in ADP, talking about our preference. But that will do it. Make sure you're checking that one out. Make sure you're checking out socials. But until tomorrow, guys, take care. Have a great night. And cheers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.